This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Heidi Murkoff, and I'm a mom on a mission, a mission to help you know what to expect every step of the way. So if you know me, you know there is nothing that is TMI in my book, at least when it comes to moms sharing their symptoms or concerns. Today, we are devoting the entire episode of What to Expect podcast on TMI symptoms that you have shared. And here to help me do that is Emma, informally known as the queen of TMI across all social media because there is nothing she hasn't shared or wouldn't share. And Sarah, who is our fearless What to Expect community leader. Hey, Emma. Hey, Sarah. Hi. I feel like I would like totally 
post a picture of like my nipple when it was falling off when I was um, pumping. I'm like that intense with TMI. (laughs) Well, I think moms do often send in a lot of pictures or share pictures to say like, hey, is this normal? Is this weird? And, you know, sometimes you just got to do that. Yeah. When when someone else is experiencing the same thing, that's TMI, it makes you feel a little better. Absolutely. A little solidarity, a little kumbaya TMI sharing. I love it. Let's get around the campfire. (laughs) Yes. So speaking of sharing, when we had our pregnancy Q&A episode, Heidi, we had a ton of questions and we didn't have enough for one episode. So we needed a follow-up and specifically with questions that, you know, maybe don't seem like people want to share with everyone or they might think are TMI. And your mission for what to expect has always been to have a supportive and safe environment. And I think because of that, our moms in our community have this high level of support and they are comfortable with sharing there are questions that they might not want to talk to their doctor about or their friends. And I think Heidi and Emma, you both see this a lot um, across your social pages as well. I've gotten a whole lot. Mine's more sex-oriented TMI on my page. Sharing is caring. So we asked our community what their most TMI questions and concerns are. And man, they really came through for us. So just like in the Q&A episode where you answered some help me, Heidi, in a hurry questions, I'm going to go through the list. Heidi, Emma, jump in. We're asking, is this normal? Kind of like a true or false thing. So the first one was leaky boobs at week 21. So not everyone starts leaking colostrum, but some women do and can start it leaking at about 20 weeks or so. And some women never do. The thing to remember, though, it has nothing to do with how much milk you're ultimately going to produce. So keep that in mind. Oh, that's good to know. I, I think it was just one of those weird things where I was like, hmm, this is interesting. <laughs> 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 Let's start using breast pads in advance and see how that goes. <laughs> so you did have that, Sarah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't anything crazy. It was just a little bit, but it was just kind of like this. All right. Well, you know, things are working. Things are moving along. Roll with it. Yeah. But the good news is it's working anyway, even if you don't notice any leaking. And in fact, when I gave birth, I, I couldn't even squeeze any of it out, but Emma managed to. Yep. Oh, I have so many things I could say. I don't know. I'm going to stop though. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that later. We'll get to that later, right? Okay. So another question was skin tags in the peri area. Okay. So let's back up. You can get skin tags anywhere when you're pregnant. It's all those extra hormones. Thank you, hormones. Um, But you're especially likely to be blessed with them in areas that are high friction, So under your arms, under your breasts, and also in your vaginal area. They're definitely harmless. They can be removed. So yeah, run them by your doctor or your midwife if you're concerned about them. And if they're uncomfortable, they can always be removed. Another question was hair growth on your belly. Is that normal? So pregnant bellies are fuzzy bellies. You can also find hair sprouting in other places you would not expect it, like your lips, your breasts, your chinny chin chin. You know, what's interesting is that like the only place I had hair on my body when I was pregnant, I had like fuzz on my belly, but everywhere else it was so sparse. Like normally like I shave my legs, but when I was pregnant, I barely got hair under my arms. I barely got hair on my legs. Yeah, that's actually pretty common. Yeah, I feel like hair wasn't really a thing for me, but just... 
but you know, like other things that you have on your stomach, like the line and all that other stuff that kind of... I love the line. Mine's still there. I was pretty darn fuzzy, I have to say. But it, <laughs> but it is hair hair today gone tomorrow because you'll, you'll shed it after your pregnancy. I feel like that's comforting. A lot of the stuff that happens during pregnancy, it just it goes away over time, like either right away or a little bit over time. It's not always permanent. Oh, Heidi, this one came from your Facebook page. She said sharp nipple pain. Um, she has it so bad that it stings in the shower and even a little breeze is unbearable. So yeah, first trimester nipple pain is real. It can be excruciating. In fact, I I remember it like it was just yesterday. I mean, I couldn't put on a bra without it being agonizing. And it should taper off by the second trimester. Of course, if you have any concerns, check with your doctor. But yeah, be gentle. Yes. Okay, another question was an itchy anus. And I think we're talking about hemorrhoids here, maybe? Oh my gosh, hemorrhoids, ahoy for me on both times. The worst. I, yeah. The worst. That's definitely the hemorrhoids. You can try ice packs and witch hazel pads. Check with your doctor about other options. Gentle does it when wiping. Pat, pat. Pat, yeah. But those witch hazel pads, mom, I think you recommend them to me. They were really great. Who makes them? Tux, right? Tux, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I always keep them at my house because those hemorrhoids are forever. <laughs> I always associate that smell with just becoming a new mom. Like, yeah. I, well, forever, because that was my first introduction to yeah. <laughs> Okay, so another good question. Can you use a vibrator while you're pregnant? Um, yes, please. Just keep it clean. Yes. I never used a vibrator when I was pregnant. I like the real thing for pregnancy for me personally, but you know, you go girl. Okay. Another question we had was, is lactating during sex normal? Oh, yeah. So breasts can definitely leak during sex, um, both during pregnancy and postpartum. Okay. So we can't get personal without talking about vaginas. And we had a lot of questions. So I'm going to read what our mom sent in. And the first one, I think a lot of moms, you know, you you want things to be looking nice. So she said, I want to wax my vag. Can I do that or at least make her nice? Is that good or bad? Mom, you take this and then I have a comment. Okay. <laughs> I say your vag, your business, whatever makes you happy. I mean, of course, ironically, you can't see down there. But if you are going to go get waxed, just make sure you choose an esthetician who has experience with pregnancy-sensitive skin is going to be extra, extra gentle because you can get far more irritated. Your your skin is is super, super sensitive in all areas, but especially that area when you're pregnant. And I, w I would not try waxing at home simply because you're not going to be able to see what you're doing and you could hurt yourself. I remember when I was pregnant with Lennox, you got me a special day to get waxed um, in my business. And I have never felt pain like that in my life because I was pregnant. So that was the first and only time I got waxed during pregnancy. But a lot of people do it and they love it. But for me, I was like, eh, no. I somehow no. managed to shave, but I mainly was just worried about the delivery and like a bunch of people seeing what was going on there. <laughs> I shaved like the night before, which was before I went into labor. I had no idea I was going to go into labor, but I shaved. And then I, my mom, I think she filmed my birth and I saw my vagina. I was like, oh, wow, I really missed a few spots. <laughs> like, there was some, like... <laughs> my mom filmed my birth too, and I can't look at it. It's just oh, too I love much. that video. Too, I can't do it. 
Okay, another question we had, and I think this came in a lot. Moms wanted to know if their vagina is supposed to be changing color. Is that normal? All your genitals do get darker. They're a deeper shade of the color they usually are. So they don't exactly change color. They just become deeper in their hue, including around the labia and areolas, of course. And those are those are keepers. Those are keeper colors. I mean, you, you may fade somewhat, but you're always going to be a little darker than you were. Yeah, my vagina is a lot darker than it was. I don't know about my nipples. My nipples are massive now. I think both got darker for me, maybe. It's all good. Okay, so we had some kind of a little more on the personal side of TMI. You know, a lot of moms ask this. Why does my vagina smell different while pregnant and not a good different? And actually, this was up there with like the most asked questions. You definitely have more discharge. And as your pregnancy progresses, you have more and more and more of it. And it's actually nature's way of preventing infection and of keeping your pH nicely balanced. It will, however, make a mess out of your underwear and it's it's milky-like. It will smell differently, but it shouldn't smell offensive. Um, and if it does smell offensive, then you should always check with a doctor or a midwife about possibility of infection. Now, the, the other thing to keep in mind is that when you're pregnant, your sniffer is far more sensitive. So you might be smelling it more than anybody else. The most important thing to remember is nature has your back and has your business down there nicely taken care of. And so you don't want to introduce anything artificial, no douching, no sprays, no wipes, because then you will be interfering with your natural pH and and that could make you more vulnerable to infection. But that's pregnancy or not. I've always been told like not to douche even when you're not pregnant just because let your vag be your vag. No, no. Douching is never a good idea, but especially, especially, especially when you're pregnant. So a related question. um, We had a few of these about yeast infection. And if they're frequent, how do you prevent them? They are way, way, way more common during pregnancy, and some women are more prone to them than others. Always get a diagnosis. Don't self-treat. Even if you know the symptoms backwards and forwards, you've had tons of them in your lifetime, you should always get that diagnosis and that treatment plan from your provider when you're pregnant. Now, one of the things that sometimes helps is avoiding sugar, like excessive amounts of sugar, refined grains, because yeast loves to feast on those kinds of foods, right? Also taking probiotics, they're good for all your tummy troubles, but they also can build up your troops of good bacteria, and that keeps the bad bacteria away, the ones that are infection-causing. Also make sure you keep your underwear cotton. Yeah. Uh, Another question that came up with a lot of moms was being frustrated with bacterial vaginosis and wondering what's your advice on treating that? So to be clear, um, this is different from a yeast infection. And that's one of the reasons you should always have that diagnosis when you think you have an infection. There are telltale signs. They are similar to a yeast infection, but there's often a, a distinctly fishy smell. So you want to look out for that. Now that said, not every woman has symptoms with BV. 
Sometimes there are no symptoms at all. And something also I want to make sure everybody understands is it's not an STD. A lot of people think that it is, but it isn't. If you're asymptomatic, they probably won't treat. But if you are symptomatic, you will need treatment with antibiotics. And so that's why you need to go see your provider. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second-grade teacher and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
Okay, I'm definitely going to mispronounce this. What are vulvar very varicositis? I don't know, Heidi, help me <laughs> so, out. So <laughs> yes, varicosities. So we're talking about varicose veins down there. The thing to remember is that you can get varicose veins anywhere when you're pregnant, especially in your lower body, because the the blood is uh, having a hard time circulating back up. So it tends to pool in your extremities. So that's why you get varicose veins in your legs. In fact, did you know that hemorrhoids are actually varicose veins of the rectum? I didn't know that. I didn't even know you could get varicose veins in your vagina. I, this is all new to me. I actually hear this a lot. And one of the, the things that you might feel is like a swelling, throbbing feeling, not in a good way throbbing. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> because there is a lot of blood flow. So you might think, oh, I'm throbbing there all the time. And some women just are like highly sexually charged during, especially during early pregnancy from all that blood flow. But this is not in a good way. It might look a little lumpy. It might even be a little bluish, but very, very swollen feeling. And it's really important to to get a diagnosis and treatment. It's nothing, nothing, nothing to worry about, but it can become chronic. So there are things like an ice pack can help, um, sitting on a donut, getting exercise. You want to avoid long periods of standing or sitting. And a support garment that's designed for your perineal area, even one for your bump, will help support it. Elevate your legs every chance you get. That can also help with the varicose veins in your legs. Nothing to worry about, but it can be a real pain. So while we're on this vagina topic, we have so many moms, I can't even tell you how many moms, asking about how to identify their mucus plug. And like, I'm telling you from the history of time and community, everyone posts pictures of their mucus plug. Like you can't, it's hard to tell. And so people want to know, like, how do I know if this is the mucus plug? Oh, I get these all the time. Emma did show me her mucus plug. Well, I lost it in Babies R Us while we were filming. (laughs) I remember losing mine and I was all alone and I had no social media to share with. So I saw it in the toilet and I was like, what the heck is that? Is that the baby? Is that the baby? (laughs) And by the way, just in case you're getting excited, it does not mean that labor is going to be a few hours away. I lost mine three weeks before, but your body keeps producing more of that mucus. So the mucus plug is kind of like the cork that seals the cervix up um, and keeps your baby nice and safe and protected. You might lose it all in one big gelatinous glob, or you might lose it in, you know, smaller pieces. If you're the kind of person who who flushes and rushes, you might not notice it at all. You might see it on your underwear. You might see it on the toilet paper, but it's not likely to be bloody. It might just be a little pink tinge, but not bloody. The mucus plug is generally clear. Okay, let's turn to our favorite topic. I bet you can't guess what it is. Sex. <laughs> yes, let's talk about sex. So we had tons of juicy, good sex questions, and I want to get into those. Okay, which stage of pregnancy is unsafe to have sex? Is it based on a level of comfort? Oh, yeah. So if you've gotten the go-ahead, then go ahead. Like, comfort should be your only concern, um, and of course, your pleasure. But if your doctor or midwife has said, go for it, go for it. 
The the only time you don't want to have sex is if your water has broken. Just because bacteria, right? Yeah, if there's a rupture in your membranes, you don't want to have sex. But I don't think you'd want to. No, that doesn't sound like a good time. I was one of the unfortunate people to have placenta previa. So like I could have sex in the beginning and at the very end where it was like, not when I wanted to be having sex. But that whole second trimester, it was like, nope, sorry. <laughs> Your body shop is closed. Yeah. So you were on the quote unquote pelvic rest. Yes. Okay. So which positions are safest and which are best when you're feeling uncomfortable? You definitely should stay off your back after the fourth month. But I mean, honestly, whatever feels good, you should do it. You know, try it out first. You can, I always suggest doing a dry run with your clothes on so there's no pressure to see if everything's going to fit well. And you're going to find that what feels good in the first trimester is going to feel not as good later on, second, third trimester. Second, second trimester is always best for sex because you're not yet so large. You can still fit yourself into many positions. Uh, I like the first trimester the best. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes it feels like my baby is getting pushed out while I'm having sex. What is happening? It does sound like she's feeling pressure. And you can feel that kind of pressure when you're having orgasm, when you're having sex, your contractions, um, you get some contractions from that. And they're not the kind of contractions that put you in labor. But your uterus does gently contract, and that can make you feel more pressure. And this can happen during sex. It can happen after sex. But of course, if there's any pain, definitely, definitely check with your doctor. So this is like a, a, I think, a good to know question for everyone. If I'm one centimeter dilated, is sex safe? Yes. And and that's a really good thing because you can walk around one centimeter dilated. Yeah, I think I was one centimeter for like months. (laughs) (laughs) And again, if your provider has not put any restrictions on your pelvic activities, then you can go for it and keep going for it. Um, You have Heidi's blessing to get it on. Get it on. Okay. Is it true that semen softens the cervix? In theory, in theory, because sperm contain prostaglandins and So when you go to the hospital and they're ripening your cervix, they will do that with a similar yet not as natural substance. So those prostaglandins might be able to soften your cervix and help get the labor party started, but only if conditions are ripe. Okay, this one I'd never heard of. Is it true that orgasm by the way of masturbation during labor is good? (laughs) I would argue that orgasm is always good. (laughs) It's a win-win. In theory, because you uh, release oxytocin during orgasm and that causes the uterus to contract, there could be benefits. I would also argue that many women will not be in the mood for masturbation during labor. So this is another situation where if it feels good, go for it. Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting question. Nothing I'd ever heard of before, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And you know, good for you if you're that relaxed, you want to masturbate during labor. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. 
The Skylight Calendar is a smart touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame, so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. I Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot, fast, and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question, it's going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. <laughs> but it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so we have some postpartum questions as well. And Heidi, I wanted to start off with a story that another mom from your Facebook page shared. She said, after delivery, I may or may not have ran out of the bathroom crying, saying there were pieces of my placenta falling out. Nobody warned me about blood clots. Mom, was that me? Remember? After I had Sebi, I thought it was my whole placenta that came out of me. Mom, remember? I called you and I was crying and I was freaking out and I like Aww. saved it and I brought it to the doctor and like a 
Tupperware. So whoever wrote that question, you're my soul sister. I feel you. Oh, it's true. I, I mean, I remember the same thing when I stood up for the first time in the hospital and all this blood was gushing out of me. But that blood and tissue has accumulated during pregnancy and it's got to exit the building, whether you've had a vaginal delivery or you've had a C-section. You will get some clots at first in the first few days. You should always check with the nurse or the doctor or the midwife if you're having really, really large clots. So, Emma, that was a good idea to go show them to your OB. But say if they're lemon-sized or larger, that's definitely, you know, more of a cause for concern, though it's possible that's completely normal. You know, they do examine the placenta when it's delivered to make sure there are no missing pieces. But once in a while, there, there are a few, but you would have signs of infection following that if you did have any retained placenta. But for the most part, placentas come out intact and uh, you don't have to worry. So I think every mom heading towards a vaginal delivery is concerned about this one. Are postpartum diapers for blood, urine, poop, or all of the above? Yeah, it can definitely be all of the above. You've got blood for sure, as we discussed. Also keep in mind, besides all the blood that you've accumulated, uh, the placenta has separated from the uterus, and that's going to cause bleeding as well. It should start tapering off if it isn't tapering off or it's increasing, call your provider right away, um, after about two weeks. And then you'll just have lighter bleeding that gets lighter and lighter. Now, pee, you may have some control issues at first, especially if you've had a catheter because you had an epidural C-section. You also have a lot of fluid to pee out uh, to get rid of after you've delivered. Do your Kegels. If you keep leaking, see your provider and get a referral to a pelvic floor physical therapist. Poop, hard to pass at first. Then it might get hard to contain. For some moms, I actually heard this a lot, that they had some fecal incontinence after delivery. And especially if you've had a significant tear or repair, definitely pelvic floor physical therapy can help a lot. It can be a game changer. Okay, what every pregnant new mom wants to know, will my vagina ever be the same? You know, remember that a vagina is built to take it. It's designed, it's got accordion-like folds, so it can accommodate a baby. The perineum is, is somewhat less elastic, but vaginas are remarkably resilient. And you probably won't notice a perceptible difference, say, in snugness. And for some women, if they're too tight to begin with, it's actually welcome. Um, but the more tearing there was or repair, sometimes there's scar tissue. So if you have continuing pain or you feel something's just not right down there, definitely don't keep it to yourself and share that with your doctor one last question I wanted to cover before we sign off. Where can I go to ask random questions that aren't doctor worthy, but it's too early to tell friends and family that I'm pregnant? So first of all, any question is doctor worthy. So never think that your question is silly or, or too embarrassing. I feel like you should share anything that's on your mind that's concerning you with your doctor or your midwife. But you also have the entire what to expect community of moms waiting 
to share your experiences, share their experiences and let you know that you're not alone. You can always come on my Instagram or on my Facebook and ask me anything that's at Heidi Murkoff. And of course, Emma will always listen to your TMI questions. I love a good sex question. So bring them at me. (laughs) Thanks everybody for sharing your TMI questions. for listening. Remember, I'm always here for you. What to expect is always here for you. We're all in this together. For more on what you heard on today's episode, visit whattoexpect.com slash podcast. You can also check out what to expect when you're expecting, what to expect the first year, and the what to expect app. And we want to hear from you. Connect with us on our community message board or on our social media. You can find me at Heidi Murkoff and Emma at Emma Bing WTE. And of course, at What to Expect. Baby Love is performed by Riley Beaterer. What to Expect is a production of iHeartRadio. For more shows from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. In my arms, why don't you stay? Need ya, need ya, baby love, ooh, ooh, baby love. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. 